Hi, welcome to the Null Sector Podcast. Thank you for joining us last time while we discussed the general synopsis of Overwatch 2. Today we're going to be diving into Beta Season 1 and Season 2. As you know, uh, me and GT introduced ourselves last time. However, we have a new guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. My name is Raven, and my gamer tape that I'm usually seen on Overwatch is Not Your Girlfriend or Not Your GF. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, can we get a little background on you? You know, like uh, what you do for a living? So I guess what I do for a living really is, you know, play video games. Uh, there was a point where I was entering Overwatch tournaments and actually helping to, um, I guess, teach other support players who were stuck in lower elos, uh, you know, game mechanics and all that. Uh, there was a point where I was also uh, forming teams as well, and I actually really, you know, enjoyed that, but um, yeah. I appreciate you being here with us. How long have you been playing Overwatch? I've been playing Overwatch since uh, Overwatch 1 Season 2. Very nice. And uh, like, what kind of ranges have you seen in Ranked? Uh, I have seen all the way up to Masters, um, and I have climbed all the way up to almost, almost Diamond, around 22.7 SR. Cool, I'm very excited to have you here. Um, so, I wanted to start today's podcast off with something positive. So, Lately, I've been bummed out by Overwatch 2. I'm pretty sure a lot of other people have too. It's kind of been depressing me, and I kind of want us to start with something we like about the new game. You know, it may seem like I hate Overwatch 2 and everything about it. However, there are there actually are things I enjoy. So would one of you all like to say what you all enjoy about this game? So I would say the thing that I honestly enjoy with Overwatch 2 is the new content and the characters. And it has been such a long time, you know, since I've actually had the, you know, experience in Overwatch to actually be excited for a new character or a new map or just have the thought of, you know, new content in general for the game. I think that's probably one of the, the biggest attractions because I, I, I like, you know, seeing and, and you know, introducing myself to new content and, you know, see how it goes and, see how it changes the game up right there's always a, a mystery to uh to solve right you didn't like those two years of nothing <laughs> nope i did not like those two years of nothing <laughs> understandable terrible fair fair uh raven but yeah, i would definitely agree i do like the new content and the skins that are coming out another thing i really enjoy is how much support actually plays the game more if that makes sense because in Overwatch 1, if I was playing Ana or Mora or Mercy, it didn't feel like I was doing much besides just being a heal bot. So mm, That I'm just existing behind two shields kind of thinking. Exactly. I'm just standing here on the payload doing nothing while my team pushes forward, right, without me type deal. Of course, yeah. No, that's definitely understandable. So me personally, I enjoy the new ping system. I find it super, man, I, I kind of wish it was in Overwatch 1. I remember saying it to somebody like, why can't we ping people? 
you know, Apex lets you, why can't we do it in Overwatch 1? And then finally, Overwatch 2 comes, and here comes the pings. So I was jumping for joy. And one of my all-time favorite things that they did is making Bastion to where he can't turret down. So, you know, removing that triple turret thing that people would do, oh, made my day. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. That was a huge win for the uh, Overwatch community back in the day. For sure. Well, since we started off with some positive vibes, now we can get down there and bash the game. I mean, you know, we can get in there and talk about the game. <laughs> I mean, wait, what? So, no, yeah, no, just kidding. Um, But beta. Okay, so we'll start this. Uh, We'll begin with beta and discussing it. So did y'all play the beta? I played, I believe, the beta twice. Very cool. You, GT? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say I have not uh unfortunately not fortunately unfortunately <laughs> uh i i wasn't able to do the beta but yeah uh raven you, you said you got into the beta you get to play both of them uh i believe i got to play both of them the second beta i didn't play that much the first one i played a lot of just so i could get a concept of the changes that they're making to the heroes uh one of the bigger changes that i had to deal with was with Arissa and you know she didn't come with a shield so mm-hmm. I actually found her fun for her rework yeah, and was, then was um, we also had Doomfist that had turned from a DPS into a tank and we had Junker Queen as well so yeah, there were there were a bunch of changes so um, what were your what was your kind of general like did you like it did you dislike it what did you think about it was it a good change, bad change, the overall beta? I mean, there is always, you know, good and bad parts, but with Arissa and Jungle Queen, it was good changes. Doomfist, I believe that he should have stayed as a DPS character. He just, his kit is very awkward to be played as a tank. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I know you didn't play the beta, GT, but... Uh... Do you like the changes that they did in the banner? Do you think there were good changes, like the Arisa change, the Doomfist change, what she was just saying with all those changes? Did you think that was a great way to go, or were they hit and miss? So the Doomfist change was a change that they did not need to do at all. I think we can all agree on this. And like I stated in a previous video as well on YouTube, Doomfist, when he initially came out, was you know, ideally a DPS, because that was his thought of mine, and then changing him to a tank was just kind of like a, uh, it, you know, it was just like, meh, it was a just, you know, half-wooded change. Uh, at the time, Junker Queen and D.Va were just dominating the, you know, entire, you know, tank gameplay, the, uh, the, the tank market, right? So, yeah, I, I feel like they were good changes. Okay. Because yeah, they but were just... All of them besides uh, the Doomfist one, right? That's, that's what you said? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I agree with all the tank changes uh, yeah. for D.Va and uh, Junker Queen, but not for Doomfist. I, I don't think Doomfist needs to be a tank. Hashtag change my mind. No, no, no. I was I grieved for so long when they changed him from, from DPS to tank. You know me, I was playing a lot of Doom at the end of Overwatch 1, and I kind of grieved for a while. Um, I I love the over I love the Arisa change. Don't that was probably the best tank change they could have made because she was so boring. You know, like you were just sitting there. I throw shield, I shoot. Do, 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 do. So I love her change. You know, they made her more active. You get to get engage. Um, I think you most have a skill of shot. yeah, yeah, that was yeah, giving her a spear. Like, come on, now that's amazing. Her her ult got better. Bongo was just kind of boring. Um, 
So I really like that they changed her. Uh, Junker King, Junker Queen was invincible, dude. Like the beginning of it, when I played her in beta, like I was like, is this, can she die? I remember running into an entire team and like standing there not doing anything and just going, was she invincible? Like, what do I, do I have to defend myself? <laughs> yeah. Junker Queen before Kiriko came into the picture, she was very strong and yeah. dominating the playing field. Felt like it, right? Like I, I didn't think I could do anything wrong to, to even die. So what did, mm -hmm. uh, I know you play, you play support, right? Raven, what did you think of the guardian angel rework? The first one they did. Um, I don't remember playing much mercy. Uh, I think the rework for her, the note somewhere. Was it like that charge bar where it, you know, charges on their way to the person and then you can like let it go and sling yourself or, or was that the first one? I'm trying I to remember. Think, I think the first one, uh, they did something to her super jump so that her jump was higher or something from what I remember. Okay. Do you think they should have left it alone or, or you know, not so, changed it? A lot of supports will, you know, probably agree that I should learn how to properly use super jump because I never use it with Mercy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a very bad habit of mine. I never use super jump when I play her. I don't know. I, I know I should teach myself to use it, but, it, you know, I just click point and go to the next hero. Mm -hmm. But um, with Ramacha currently being in rotation, uh, it is very good to have uh, her super jump buffed currently. Definitely. So, GT, I don't know if you played Mercy or not, but what do you think about the rework? Did you agree with it? Like it? I mean... Like it? I'm not particularly a Mercy player, so I can't give a valid opinion. So I will I will leave that one alone. I oh, okay. just look at Twitter and be like, oh, the support mains are happy. Oh, no, that was changed. Oh, never mind. They're all unhappy. Okay, so I guess that was a bad change. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a curious little kitten, man. I ran into the practice range. First thing, dude, grab Mercy. And I was like, what is all the hype over this, this you know, guardian angel, dude? And I sat there for a minute and I was like, because I remember trying to learn it on the old one and it was so difficult. Like I barely, I had three people try to explain it to me and I still couldn't do it. Not going to lie. Um, yeah. You have to yeah. like hold crouch and then jump and yeah. alt and There's, control and whatever. There's so many different things. That secret formula of pi divided by the Pythagorean theorem divided by, yep, you know, exactly. the quantum theory of relative physics. Who you knows? You got to press uh, left trigger and right trigger with a... Uh... Uh, X uh, squared uh, triangle to get the uh, combination, obviously. <laughs> you Man, need a... that's, it, that's easy, dude. Okay. <laughs> you got to have a, you know, a, a PlayStation 3 controller and a keyboard connect together just so you can super jump. <laughs> exactly. I wish I would have known all this. Into the same USB port. <laughs> wish I would have known all this. So, yeah, like I got in there and it was easier to do. Like, I think I did it more more consistently. But it was weird, the bar being a charge bar. And I think I forgot to like you know, use the charge bar. So it kind of threw me off. Um, all right. But so I know they changed Moira to give her the enfeebling orb as well in beta. What did you, what's your thoughts on enfeebling orb? So I felt Moira, I felt that she was a lot weaker than she was in Overwatch 1. Um, but now because they have actually buffed her in the previous, I think, what, two weeks now, she's a lot stronger. She's where she's supposed to be. But during beta, she felt very weak, and it felt like you were struggling to keep up with healing, and you had to basically do so much more damage to just get your healing bar back. So I'm glad they made 
uh, her stronger than in the beta. Definitely. Uh, what What are your thoughts on IGT? Uh, I would definitely agree. I would I would say that Mora initially uh, felt a little weak, and I, I'm just looking through the patch notes right now. So I'm looking at you know the beta in uh, you know 2022 July, right? Uh, it doesn't really say anything about any fixes there. And then you move to the next patch and you also look for the, you know, Mora changes, which I'm seeing if I have missed it and I have not. So it's really strange. Uh, they actually did not include the Mora changes on either one of those patches. Maybe it's on the next one. Hold on. Yeah, I know. I remember they were saying that she didn't have any like game changing ability. Like Anna had sleep dart. You remember how Anna had like that was considered her tide turning ability. So they were trying to give her that enfeebling orb, which is basically like Kirko Suzu, so that it would like reduce all the damage. You could you know stop diva bombs and same effect that a Suzu has, but just more had the ability. Um, it reduced like all damage dealt by seventy five percent for four seconds. I, I would say with with uh, you know with that. Mora didn't need it. I mean, it's not part of her kit, in my opinion. Might yeah. as well give that to another character. That's kind of how I felt about it. I was like, mm, so they tried to nah, force it, basically. It's just like you're trying to change a character that is so linear because you literally, you know, you use your orbs right and you, you heal. Like, what else are you gonna change, right? Like, just leave Mora how she is and just make another character. So true. It would be a great <laughs> idea for another character concept. So. And okay. uh, as we all know, Blizzard has a terrible reputation of, uh, you know, just trying to reloop the same content over and over again. Yeah, overlapping characters with the same abilities. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. Those don't exist. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, but so you don't do either one of you feel like she needs a tide turning ability? Because I think Coalescence is her tide turning ability, isn't it? Well, that's the way I think of it. I would 100% agree. Her like, ultimate is, is the tide turning ability. Being... And not to mention that, I've been in games where. Mora literally just outflanks you and then you just die. Like she just, you know, zucks you and you're you're gone. You're out of the picture. Yeah. And then I've also had Moras that, you know, good Moras that actually know when to pop their, you know, ulti, right? And they just annihilate the entire team and yeah. they just push. Even a nano yeah. coalescence. So me personally, no. You nano know? coalescence, oh, even her being boosted by mercy, she's so strong, but her ultimate you can also heal your team while pushing, you know, towards the next point and dealing extra damage. So she's very good for a support hero. Yeah, if it's used correctly, I think she's a win-win-win. You know, she does everything, right? Where her ultimate does everything, and that tide-turning ability is the ultimate. So weirdly enough, them trying to force another tide-turning ability. It's me, personally, I don't think it was needed. You know, like you said, just throw it on another character. I agree with you both. I think that's the way they should have just went with it. Um, all right, so the... Is Zen's let's move on to Zenyatta's kick in the beta. Is it gimmicky or was it actually needed? Um I feel as though it was needed because Zenyatta doesn't have much mobility and he needs a ability where he can like push people away from him like Lucio Boop. So I don't play Zenyatta that much, but seeing him being played by other you know support players it has helped him get environmental kills or you know just protect himself from tracer or even like a genji 
Fair enough. What about you, GT? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I think it's gimmicky <laughs> is all for me. I think it's gimmicky. It's not needed. It's just, you know, it's just like, all right, well, why not give, you know, why not give, you know, Genji some, some other, I mean, not Genji. Oh my God. Zenyatta, some other ability, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Genji's buffed enough anyways. So, but so you think you should just not, sprout legs or something? Zenyatta is something else. Like the, the kick for Zenyatta is so gimmicky. But it's so satisfying when you just kick off a Roadhog off the map or, you know, another tank hero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, his kick can be pretty satisfying. If a Tracer gets near you, you just punt him. I don't play Zenyatta, so oh, I guess okay. I don't get that feeling. But anyways. <laughs> Man, I kind of lean towards both sides. Like, <clears throat> part of me enjoys it because, like you said, Raven, he really needs something to, to kind of keep people at bay if they do get near him. And it helps with Tracers a little bit. You know, you can kick him out of the way, kick him away for a second, you know, your shield's recharged. So it seems like it kind of helps him out. Uh, and then on the other side of it, it feels gimmicky because sometimes you kick him and they're like, they look at you like, dude, what? Like you did nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I kind of flip and flop every time I think about it. So I'm not really sure what I would say. I lean more towards the gimmicky as they could have just like gave him a speed boost every time he got a kill or or gave him some some extra speed. Maybe he has an ability to just put his legs on the ground and run for a minute, five seconds, Who you know, something. I um, mean, he does have his stretch emotes. So yeah. He do touch the ground for, yeah. you know, they exist. five seconds. They're not just imagine, you know, imaginary legs that like fold into him. Um, but it, so the weird thing is, is uh, they took away his health at the same time they gave him the kick. So remember he had 225, then they brought it down to 200. So you gave him an ability to like stop people from coming at him, but then you take away his health. That, that, that was kind of weird. Any thoughts that on that? That is a wee bit weird. You think they should have left his health higher? Mm. It's hard to say. He's he's a glass cannon for support, so he's very strong, but they may have thought that he maybe he needed more health against the Tracer and the Genji because they thought that the DPS were too strong against him or he was just dying constantly inside the meta that was happening or you know, what, whatever reason that they gave. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and move on. Um, let's go ahead and look at season one, the roadmap, kind of what they gave us to, to look at. Kiriko coming out, the new support. Um, she was put into the battle pass at level 55, is that right? I think it was 45 somewhere. Somewhere between 45 and 50. Okay. And uh, and then at the very end of the battle pass, they were, you know, promoting mythic Genji skin uh, as like that huge reward of completing the battle pass. Um, yep. So your you know your main reason to go through the battle pass. Do you think that the level they released Kirko on was a good level? Should it have been lower? What are your thoughts? So because she, whenever there's a new hero released, you always have to wait the two weeks during comp. Mm -hmm. When you have that two weeks time i think it's great for you to work on you know the battle pass play our kid with friends continue doing comp do whatever right i think it's in a good spot where it's not all the way up to say level 70 or 80 which would be ridiculous so it's, it's you know a half decent spot yeah for sure do you like her kit do you like the things that she has is it gimmicky like her kunai doing that three times headshot damage is that a good thing or a bad thing 
she's the way that I envision her, she's also a glass cannon as well. Her kunai, it's a very skilled shot. So say someone in, you know, bronze and silver, they'll have a, a lesser chance of maybe getting that headshot in. But if they do, it could turn the whole entire, you know, team battle on. But if you are, say, in higher rank towards gold and upper, then everyone knows to hop on top of Kiriko. So, you know, it just depends on how she's played and what type of elo that you're with her. Okay. GT, what do you, what do you think about the level they put out Kiriko? Was it a good level? The two weeks? That was a really good point with the two weeks because it does give you kind of time to get... You know, it doesn't even go into comp for two weeks, so yeah. I, I'd see that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that that's fine. It gives you a little bit of time to do that, but uh, me personally, with how Kiriko is, I feel her Suzu is a little gimmicky because I, I still, in my personal opinion, uh, it's just such a strong ability. Like we were, we were talking about in the previous video, right? <laughs> yeah, an ability that does everything. That's strong. It, Are you it's kidding? An ability that literally does everything, <laughs> and then why not tune it back a little bit, and then have another character, you know, that you know supports can play right further on down the road that has a different, you know, taste to what you're gonna be doing because literally especially in like the higher tiers of play and you know raven can either agree or disagree if you have a good mercy or anna or you know kiriko and anna or mercy you don't really need anyone else there's no reason to play you know dap and, 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 and instead of like you know there, there's not like dap is really good for those like really niche situations right when you need to throw like a invulnerability shield up like aoe for you know constant periods of time right they have like a bastion or something, you know, a, a DPS like burst heavy team. But I'm just like, all right, well, I guess there's no reason to really play anybody else. True that. What would you do to change it if if the Blizz devs came to you right now and were like, GT, how do we change this to make it better? What would you do? What would you tell them? What would I tell them to to make it? Uh, yeah, would you take away hmm. the cleanse? Would you take away the invulnerability? Would you change the cooldowns? Like, how would you rework it if you were like the one they were coming to? Like, hey man, how do we fix it? I'm gonna be honest. I would, I would get rid of the, I would get rid of the cleanse, or have it to where like change the cleanse in the sense that, you know, maybe make it a little bit longer, but have it to where for like you know one and a half seconds it it you know gets rid of the debuff and then the debuff comes back. I mean, you know, I'm not not too particularly a game dev, but that's the only real you know way I could really think of trying to fix that. Okay. Or just so, try to recreate the entire ability again. Yeah, okay. With with her cleanse, when you use it, it actually heals as well. It heals as well. How much does it heal a lot? Is there I can't remember the numbers on it. Uh I can't remember the numbers on it either, but it heals mm. for like a little bit. Okay. And you know, same same answer. I would remove the healing from her cleanse because she doesn't need it. Her healing on cooldown, you know, it's like what three four seconds it's you know she's the best support besides uh anna to pocket a tank because it's basically off cooldown for her healing it's it's crazy <laughs> no doubt yeah I, I agree that and then the weirdest thing too is it has a boop on it too right if you throw it down it pushes people away yeah it yep. has so much in it and it's not like it needs every one of those things in it they could have chosen just the cleanse or just the invul or just 
you know, just the healing, right? They, like Anna's nade does healing and damage, keeps them. It does a, a few things, but not as many as Suzu. Suzu's like everything in one basket you ever need to play the game. And it's, it, it's kind of overwhelming. Um, but yeah, if they asked me to change it, I would definitely take the cooldown down. The cooldown, the CD, I would drop it by half. Like you already know this. I think it's, or I think it's way too. Sorry. No, no, not drop it. Add. I would add. <laughs> I would add. I, I don't want to, I don't want her getting it more. Sorry. Yeah, I would add it to where it's like on a sleep dart. You can use it only once every, you know, 15, 16 seconds. And then no added healing, but it can move the anti off the heroes and it can, you know, make you invulnerable or even uh, add it to step up and make the invulnerable like your E or your shift or a different ability separate from the cleanse. And yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful idea. Um, what about her TP? So I know her TP gives her invul for a little bit after she gets out. And I know Moira's Fade used to give you invul for a little bit before you would leave it. Do you think they should remove the invul? Does it make her a little bit too strong? So because she doesn't have that much mobility inside her kit, it is mm -hmm. good for her to get away from certain situations. Um, like, for instance... Moore's fade. It, it's good against diva bombs. Good at, against ultimates. It makes her stay alive and more inside of the fight itself. So I don't think it's overpowered. I think it's good for her kit because she can't just fly away like Mercy can. Okay. Yeah, Unnecessary I mean, evil or something like that. Yeah, yeah basically. It's, okay. It's something that has to be there in my opinion. Like that's fine. I don't. I don't have any qualms with it either. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask if you have any thoughts on the TP. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope, nope. So I know it's me and not like it's not like whenever you use it, you're invulnerable for like you know twenty seconds or four seconds or five seconds or even two seconds, right? Like you're invulnerable for that half a second, and if you're unlucky enough and you do hit her in that, mm -hmm. then yeah, sure, that's a that's an oof. But if you charge it to where she blinks and you know uh, she does her little not blinks, but she does her little step, right? It's it's just GG well played. For a sure. lot of people too uh they use her swift steps to take the high ground as well so it's always usually off cooldown and there's times where kiriko's you know they miss that one second of a cooldown and they're gone so yep yeah yeah i i, I like her kid i think her kuna is pretty cool i like how she's a skill shot character you have to be like skilled to hit those headshots so i i am actually a, like in a pro her and her kit the way it is i think that kunai's neat um so i know me and gt talked about sojourn and how she was dominating in in first season i wanted to kind of gauge your thoughts on it raven what did you think about sojourn in the first season so sojourn was very overpowered uh i still believe that she is um and they should bump down her damage from you know it Originally, it was 200% damage, and now it's 195 damage, and they should bump it down to 150, so she can only one-tap squishies, so like Tracer, Genji, you know, Pharahs, and then she can stop taking on tanks and everything else in her way with, you know, one-shots. Yeah, because we already have a Widow who does insane one-shots and insane range, and to have her be the same exact kind of character, I think she yep, needs a we, little bit less. Yeah, yep, like we saying. have, what, Widow, Ash, Ash. Sojourn, Hanzo. Yeah. We have a lot of, you know... Four snipers uh, now. Yeah, snipers. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I think the damage is still too high. I think she's still dominating too much. The one-shot's still too strong. Uh, and I, like, get rid of the range of the one-shot, you know, make it have a very hard drop-off where she's got to be pretty close. My Just yep. my thoughts. But And she's also so very strong, too, because we have one less tank playing on the field as well. And so she has the advantage of having that one tank off the field so she can just shoot freely and do whatever. Yep, no doubt. Yeah. It seems like Widow's dominating more. There's less shield. She just walk out, one-tap you, you know, go on. Same with Sojourn. Yep, well, Hanzo's then, as well. Yeah. Well, even then with Sojourn, right, one of my biggest issues with Sojourn, considering, you know, she's a character that I do enjoy playing, um, is the fact of the matter is that I can literally, especially with my high mobility, if you know how to time your jumps and get away, you can literally sit there and just, you know, pick people off as you're running away. If you're, you know, good with your, uh, with your charge shot, right? And even yeah. then, even with the accuracy nerf, all you have to do is stand a little bit closer. But even then, you're, you know, even then you're still like midway to, you know, like you're still midway back from the front line. So you're still, you're still doing all the damage anyways. And then you just eat yourself on out whenever you're done. Yeah, definitely. It makes so also with her right click too. Like it makes diving her very difficult to do if she's pocketed because she can take on a Winston or a Diva easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very easily. She can get away. She can throw down E. She can you know farm farm the the rail all of it. Yep, and her E used to slow movement too, which is very very strong. But yeah, I'm glad they uh, luckily. You know, it doesn't happen anymore, so supports can worry less about that. <laughs> yeah, the slow is so infuriating to think that I'm taking that much damage while stuck in this humongous ball of energy damage. Death and destruction, yep. Yeah. And there's no way to get away from it. Oh. And you just kind of have to eat it. Yep. I know. It, it, it tilted me just a bit. Uh, whenever I would play support, I was just like, well, I'm stuck in this thing. I'm dead. Or, you know... Um, yep, I was a, a solid Ana player while her E, because... The more the eyes stayed back away from the fight and payload, the longer I stayed alive. And it was a matter, you know, just got to stay away from the fight as support. And it sucked. Oh, that's smart. You play safe, play out of the fight, and you don't have to worry about it too much. Yep. There was a notorious change on my boy, Genji, because they said he benefited from the move to 5v5, right? Changing to a single tank. There was less crowd control. They dumpstered him. What they're saying they dumpstered him. I've heard it a lot. So his shurikens, the ammo was reduced from 30 to 24. Damage reduced from 29 to 27. So I'm going to start it off by saying Genji was just in... They He had finally gotten to a point of viability. He was actually getting played. I was playing him and going, man, he's actually kind of okay. And then they do this. And I haven't played him since. And it's sad. I I don't think Genji needed to be nerfed. Yeah. Okay. So was he uh, was he oppressive to you? Is he guys is my like starting like? Do you think he was oppressive? No. No, not necessarily. Maybe. Okay. What for, about his blades? You know, his no. blades are only dangerous if you combine it with a mercy alt or a nano. And I feel like they're kind of dodge. Like they're easier to dodge now because there was a lot of, you know, mobility. Everyone was super fast. Kiriko ult, you move like. It, what it, people were running around like little crackheads uh they, they're just super fast bing 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 like how are how are you gonna die to a genji blade when you have that much speed movement bonus it, it feels well, not like... only that 
you know, with what happened with, with Genji, there wasn't really any need to do it. Cause like you said, he was getting played more and then you just mm -hmm. immediately take that away because they were like, Oh, well, we're going to do, we're going to give Genji this awesome buff. Right. And then, yeah, we're just going to take it away now. Cause we just, we just can't make up our mind on what we want to do. Um, the reason why too, that Genji became so strong was because everyone complained about the constant CCs and the stuns in Overwatch 1. Overwatch 2, you don't have as many CCs. Like, Brigida hardly stuns at all. McCree, you know, or Cassidy, whatever you want to call him, mm -hmm. he, he doesn't have a stun anymore. Very true. There's less things to the keep Genji at The game is like literally zero CCs. Yeah. Like, yeah. True. It's just like, okay, true. well, now what? Right? Like, yeah. yeah no i i i don't think he was oppressive or anything like that he he was finally you know like you said able to be played you know fun to get to play right because i i was even playing him a lot more because i was mm -hmm. like man no i can actually maybe do something do something with genji now and then finally yeah. this happens and then yeah you're just like okay cool definitely seemed like a, a pretty hard hit on a guy who who was finally viable Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you remember Sombra um, in season one? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, she she was meta for comp because she was very very strong. Remember how she could just hack and 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 hack. I think I think y'all get the point. Hack and hack and hack. right now. Hack and hack. So I don't know if does anyone disagree with the changes they made to her taking that away, where you can't hack the same target. You know, no, like there's 100%, a percent that they that they needed to remove that. Okay, yeah, well, I wanted to give. Okay, I I didn't know if the you you know we had a somber main in here secretly. Sean, you're not somber main. No, GT. no, 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 not not I not mean, at all. You know, he he likes to think that he is sometimes, but you know. <laughs> wow! All right, I'm bad at somber. Okay, leave me alone. Look, I recognize that I'm bad with her, and I stopped trying to play her for right now until I you know want to actually get good with her. But yeah, no, that it it one hundred percent needed to happen. Yeah, I agree completely. Sombra was just a nuisance, and like I like that they gave her a rework and made her stronger and all this stuff, and kind of gave her, you know, the people who like to play her reasons to play her. Um, but they made her so giga strong, dude. I mean, she was just she could hack the same person. The damage output on the same person was immense. She was deleting Zenyatta's. I mean, I yes, watched I watched him camp. Um... Oh, go ahead. There, there was some po points too where uh, your main tank couldn't do anything against the Sombra, and if your DPS can't kill that Sombra, then you can't make space as tank. So she just dominated the whole entire game. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. yep, I would, uh, I would one hundred percent agree on that because uh, there's just there were some games before the Sombra nerf that you know, I mean, Sombra's still slightly annoying, but there were some, you know, games before the Sombra nerf to where, you you know, the DPS literally couldn't do anything. The, the entire team just couldn't do anything, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, what do we do now? Because she can literally just dominate the entire game. Mm -hmm. And then she can she can ping while she's permanent invis, right? Remember that they, the biggest issue, I think I remember hearing was, while she's invincible, she can run around and just ping, 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 and you know where everyone's at. Yup. I, yep. That... Would they you say? Have... Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was gonna ask you. Do you think permanent invis was a good decision or a bad decision? Mm. 
I mean, it it was a bad decision. I think they so shouldn't too. have. Uh, they shouldn't have formed the entire basis of a character around that because, yeah, it, it was just a bad decision. The because only now you have a character that literally just you know sits there invisible. Like it, it's, in my opinion, it's an Overwatch one character that needs to be reworked almost completely for Overwatch two because she was designed for the two tank meta, right? Mm-hmm. And now the two tank meta and that playstyle is completely gone and probably never coming back. Uh, she's just really weird and wonky. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> so, uh, Raven, you think the same thing about Permanviz? It's a bad decision. Yeah, it should definitely be on a cooldown as well. Like. Even if she's not invisible, she can still take high ground and hide behind a crate somewhere and stay safe until she gets healed up or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, th I think the weirdest thing to think about is sometimes I've seen Sombras not go out of invisibility. They stay invisible the entire game. And yep, there's, a, there's you know, also Sombras too, right? That they will stay invisible right before they use their ultimate ability. And you won't see them at all because they're always high ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think someone can... For, and maybe they forget that they can come out of it, but they just sit there invisible the whole time. So you're basically 4v5. It feels like you're one man down. And that's our, we're already one man down from the previous Overwatch. And so you're trying to like battle without another person, even though they're kind of there, just, just hacking. But, you know, they're not yep, actually physically... And if you're going against like a really good Sombra player, the only way to counter her is the whole entire team has to kill her before you push into the objective or whatever you're doing because you have to get rid of her. She's just that much of a nuisance. Yeah, very much so. All right, so let's let's talk about the Mythic Genji skin at the very end of the battle pass. Do you like it? It's very uh, floral. <laughs> <laughs> i i like the mask uh but i you know i'd, I'd give it like a five of ten okay well do you think I'm, someone i'm not else... a genji player so yeah no i was just about to say like i i'm a genji player so me personally i, I absolutely love it right but do you think someone else should have got a mythic skin to begin with who would you have given it to if you could choose anybody i mean if we're going to talk about that, I mean, I would say Genji would be a good starter person for getting a Mythic skin because he is played by a good majority of the Overwatch community. He has a lot of really awesome voice lines, which I'm not going to try to say because I will butcher it completely. <laughs> um, and I always feel like with Tracer, he's a fan favorite, right? Yeah. So yeah, regardless him, of whether sure. people, you know, shadow hate him or whatever, uh, you know, we've all had those moments in our lives where we're like, man, Genji's actually pretty cool, even though, you know, you may hate him in comp or whatever, right? But I, I honestly think that that was a fine first starting choice. I I don't really feel any character is indebted a, uh, a skin more over the other, right? I just, I don't see it. It's just, you know, it's a skin, you know, come out with them, you know, regularly, you know, in, in, a, in a decent amount of time, and I think you're good to go there. So sure. would you... I would have... I would have given the legendary skin or mythical skin to either like a Lucio and or um, the, uh, like another support, like even Ana. Like when was the last Ooh. time Ana had a skin? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And like Overwatch League, they give a lot of love towards Tracy Genji, uh, Genji as well. They've released like how many skins from the league itself? 
Yeah, a lot. Yep, and supports only get the skins from, you know, saving up your points and buying it from the store. And the only one support I think that got a special skin was Zenyatta from, uh, who was it? Is it it was, or... it was the octopus skin. Octopus, okay, yeah. Yeah, as much as I love Genji, I agree with you completely. They should have gave it to, like, another support in, like, Mercy, you know? Because there's so many Mercy players, and I feel like that would have just been yep. ideal. The only, or... I believe the last time there was, like, a really good Mercy skin was the one where they were doing the $5 donation towards uh, breast cancer or yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. And that was, like, the, the hottest skin around. Everyone had it, but, you know... If you saw it, it was going towards like a good cause. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so I think I think one of them, maybe even Diva, would have been a really, really popular choice, like a, you know, to to get it started off with. I and as much as I love Genji, I just don't think they they should have started with him. I mean, I'm happy they did, but so let's. If you could give an overall number, one out of ten, for your happiness with season one, what would it be? With everything included, mine yeah. would have been a four. Okay. I would have given it a four and a half or a five. You just okay. gotta beat me, don't you? Always. You just gotta <laughs> beat me. You gotta just prove me wrong I mean, beforehand. I'm All here right, to support uh, you. Okay? She, just, they, she just liked it a little She's bit better. That's support it. me and then bring me down at the same time. She was more happy with it than you. You know, um, I, I was really hyped about season one and to to think about it in a big whole picture, you know, like it was very exciting. Um, it was probably the most excited I've been for Overwatch because I was so amped up about what it could possibly turn into. And, um, you know, so at the beginning of it, I was in the, the, the high, uh, the high point of probably an eight. Okay. Midway through season one, you know, once the like new package, uh, rose tinted glasses wore off, it kind of started that, that rating started dropping lower and lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And lower. <laughs> So mm -hmm. yeah, so the, the, I I would probably be near y'all with like four or five. Yeah, because yeah. I I am a competitive player and I do uh, spend a lot of time in comp. The the SR system that they have implemented, it's mm. so bad. Like I've spent hours on end grinding just to get out of you know silver or gold or whatever, and you play your seven plus games with no losses and you're still stuck in the same rank. It just doesn't make sense. It's very illogical to, th to think it's that you could win and still not move. Right. That's, that's just counterproductive to what anybody would think about winning. Right. As I win, I should move up. It just yep. makes kind of sense to me when I think about it. There is a point where I had to play 21 plus games just to rank up. Oh and gosh. it was, it was so ridiculous, but I could going in there because you know, I'm stubborn and, I just prefer comp for quickly. Would you change uh, the layout if you could of the SR and all that? I would definitely change it to how it was originally. I don't mind looking at numbers, you know, going up or down. I don't have uh, comp anxiety. I know what I'm going into. So I guess that decreases the anxiety. Um, and you... to me, seeing numbers going up, it's, shows me that i'm improving better on what i already know going in yeah so you enter in comp and with that with that expectation of 
this is what's going to happen. I realize it's more serious. I know that I'll have to deal with things that I don't deal with in quick play and it divides them. Because right now it feels like the same kind of mode as quick play. Like you were saying, to me, when I get in it, I really don't notice any difference. You know, before you would see a rank, right? You would have your your rank, your border, then you would see a number move. There was all these things to indicate you had changed modes. Now it's it's almost like quick play plus. A lot yeah, of players I... have actually gone back to quick play because the ranking system is still like so badly broken. They just want to play the game and have fun. So they just go and play quick play because ranked is just broken and not fun for people. Yeah, and then... uh, yep. I would I would definitely 100% agree with that. Like I was telling you in the other video, mm -hmm. uh, Draven, pretty much, uh, you know, a lot of people really enjoyed, like, I know for one of the things for me for Overwatch 1 was seeing my rank and seeing all the mo numbers move up and down and all this other stuff. And I really enjoyed that. And that was a staple of, you know, ranking systems for a really long time, including StarCraft 2, right? Mm -hmm. and i feel the new system is blah it's boring it's like looking at a hospital wall right it's just you know you don't want to look at it anymore it I'm gives me anxiety looking at it <laughs> because i'm just like this is boring dude like what yeah why even I play to watch paint dry yeah <laughs> like you mean you don't next... like waiting seven games to see something not do anything no, What's wrong no, with you, man? Whole, no, the whole thing that I was telling you in the previous video, right? You know, for this, for for the for the talk show, is there is no reason that you need to have twenty games. If you lose twenty games, you just gotta open up your eyes and be like, man, I should probably practice more, and I just need to, you know, have the, you know, I just, you just need to have the the guts to just say, I am an issue, right? I am not good, and I need to work on it, and not just go into this devastating spiral of well i'm i'm bad and i'm just gonna stay bad right doesn't sure. help anybody yeah i agree completely all right let's finish off this podcast with season two okay so in season two the roadmap was ramatra and we got a new map so was it shambali monastery uh he released at a little lower level i remember because everyone was so upset about you know the new character being put so high into the battle pass they kind of pulled him down but then on the side they made it harder to get xp uh which was kind of odd so what did, what were your thoughts on ramacha when he released was he you know how did what, what were your thoughts on whenever ramacha released like so i'm just going to kind of start from the very very beginning what the, the the super hype which i'm pretty sure you did a video over it right mm. you were uh you were doing a video over him and you were like yeah i don't think he's gonna be that good yeah his ult or seemed a little weird his ult seemed a little weird. Like, you could just move away from it, right? Yeah, because, well, the, at first, and... he, he was he was so slow, you know? Like, you could just walk a few steps and ult over, right? Yep. Or just, you know, you, you get him to force his ult, and then you just sleep dart him or whatever, right? Like, yeah, monkey his, bubble stuff. His ult is just null and void. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a really interesting tank. He was a hybrid of melee and DPS at the same time, which I thought was really cool. Still think is really cool. I think he's one of the better design characters that, you know, the Overwatch team has done, right? That Blizzard has done. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, when he first came out, he was weak. I am glad Blizzard didn't immediately just be like, all right, well, let's break this character and make him really good. 
I'm glad he was a little underwhelming at the beginning because then you can get an actual detailed range from the player base of why he's underwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. And why, you know, he should be changed, which, you know, now he's viable. He feels really good. He's he he's really good in a lot of, like, really good niches, like, versus, um, you know, another uh, shield like Reinhardt or even... I would still say that... Um, God, I can't think of his name. Sigma. Sigma. Yeah, I would. I would. He'd go against Sigma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sigma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sigma. I think would still win the trade, but he's one of those characters that can kind of go against him, especially, you know, with his uh, you know, secondary form. Um, but yeah, I feel like he was a. I feel like he was a really good addition and a really good start for making really good content for you know, the the next part of the season. Yeah, I, I absolutely love his design. The transformation part was probably the coolest for a tank for you to be able to transform from I'm normal, I'm huge tank. I I love that. That was so cool. And and at first when they showed him where he could pull people out of the sky, I got so excited to think that Farah had a huge tank counter. You know, that was one of my biggest like, oh god, I love this. Um so what about you, Raven? What what were your thoughts when he came out? So Ramatra actually made me want to play tank again because I used to play off tank in Overwatch 1 and I mainly play D.Va, Zarya. And with Ramatra, he's a great hero because of how currently uh, strong he is. Before he got any buffs, um, basically he was played as Orisa, right? But mm-hmm. with a, you know, like a poke character. But now he actually feels like he can go punch someone and do something, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The only downside, uh, his ultimate, I feel, is a little bit too strong. Just just as much. Oh, no, yeah. I think think once the buff came in, he kind of overdid it. The fact that he can run at you with that speed and that ult, it's a little bit much. And you can't get away from it at all? Yeah, now it's a little bit much, yeah. I believe his ultimate, it has the same... Uh, spread amount as or more of a diva bomb i guess to put it into uh, perspective do you think they should change it to just be a timer so it lasts six seconds instead of having that unlimited possibility let's say you know you find somebody and it starts and then they die and he finds another somebody and then it keeps going and it could last for five characters length or whatever do you think it should just be on on a timer like a six yeah, second I would timer. agree. It needs to be a timer because there was a situation here recently. I got into a team fight with two of the DPS. I killed both of the DPS. My ulti was still going. And then the tank and the healers reengaged me again, and it was still going. I'm like, God, dude, I feel like I've been ulting for, for a while now. Why am I still ulting? Yeah, Overwatch like, 3 comes out, and you're still ulting. Yeah, you know, sometimes, <laughs> come on. You know, you're just like, I'm still ulting. It, it, it made me feel that I was like, why am I still ulting, right? It gave me that yep. thought of, why do mm-hmm. I still have my ult? Like, what's going on here? It doesn't give you that, like, you know, from start to finish, right? Yeah, it's closure. Like, it, it, it's, there's no closure for the ulti. You're like, uh, I'm still ulting? Yeah. Can I stop, please? Do, yep. do, I, do I need to go see somebody? Like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I broken? His, um, his ultimate should last exactly as long as Sigma's does, I think. Ooh, okay. Or even like Arissa's. So it has a cooldown to it. Okay. And it's just not continuous. Ooh, so I'll pose this question here. How's Zenyatta? Is the reverse of Ramatra. He heals. How long is Zen's a trans? Actually, so I've done a little bit of testing. Uh-huh. Uh, from what I found out, 
Lucio's beat is actually better than Zenyatta. Okay. Because with Zenyatta, you got to keep people close to you. You got to be aware of where everyone is. With Lucio, you beat. It covers everyone and everyone can kind of walk away from Ramatra. And plus with Lucio's speed boost, it helps them get away from Ramatra. Yeah, I was thinking for like the, the time frame of it, if if a support will last eight seconds, right? Let's say beat last eight seconds. What if Ramatra's ult was eight seconds? So you had a kind of like fair time limit for both of them? I would say 10 seconds. Okay. All right. I was going to suggest 10 seconds as well. Dang. Okay. Well, th- yeah. Th- I mean, 10 seconds would be nice because then you have a little bit of extra time if they do. Well, pop it an also ult. gives you that extra two seconds, right? You may need to fumble with the damage per second to kind of like get the same amount of damage on that time. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you have the same amount of damage with a, with a, you know, uh, a, you know, lower ulti, uh, you know, time instead of like infinite, if you, you know, you, keep killing people over and over again, et cetera, right? Yeah. I, I feel that would be the better way of actually doing it than, you know, just doing it over and over and over and over and over again. Yep. Ultimates sure. are always used to see the better outcome of a team fight. So if it lasts for even, you know, 12 seconds because Lucio could get his beat off at the beginning or the middle of his ultimate, you, d- you don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. There's not nothing to say that Lucio is going to do it immediately when he does it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very true. Man, okay. Um, so the new map, Shambhali Monastery, what what do y'all think about it? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? I think it's actually... it. I I like the map. I don't have any qualms with the map. I mean, I, it's map questions, whether I like it or not, unless I'm just like, I've looked into it. I'm just like, no, I just, I don't like this map. I don't have any qualms with it. it there was a... It's not bad. It's... Oh, the, yeah. there was a there was a thing in the beginning of the map whenever it first came out where people were saying that you know defense is going to have the advantage when usually attack because payload heals you you have a bit of an advantage you have an extra healer per se but on this map every part of the defense is high ground so I think I heard you know because it's all high ground defense is sitting on an advantage do you believe that? Not really. I mean there are, there. Are... <laughs> There have been games where I'm just like, all right, well, they're attacking. Oh, we're just getting steamrolled. Oh, okay. High ground doesn't mean nothing, bro. Mm-hmm. If, if you're in, like, the lower elos, high ground, it, it doesn't make sense until you hit gold, plat, or above, right? So a lot of people, they still sit low ground. They don't know to take high ground. Yeah, they, they, they have high ground and they don't even use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't know. True, true. And thinking about it, like, um, we actually, I think we skipped a hero. Uh, we skipped Junkrat, I think, because he got, didn't he get like a small rework or something? Yeah, they or took he away. he got a small update. Well, they to took his away trap. his trap and then they gave him back his trap, you know. And I was going to, okay, so I, I was going to bring it up back then, but I didn't think it was, um, I was going to bring up the whole CC thing. So they gave Junkrat back his CC. Do you think they should kind of bring back CC a little bit? That was what I was going to lead into if if we went into that. Because I... Junkrat was, was Junkrat because of the trap. When they took it away, he just kind of lost who he was. So our only CC currently that I can think of that we have right now is Doomfist, Arissa, and Brigida. Yeah, I know Brigida doesn't have Shield Bash at the moment. Like she has her whip shot, right? Uh, she can, so her shield bash, you have to, like, time it perfectly. 
and it's there for like two seconds so that she can, you know, defend herself. But yeah. Okay. Um, but do you think Cassidy, so the ones that still don't have their CCs, do you feel like May and Cassidy and anyone else they removed it from should get it back? Yes. I find adding the CCs adds more flavor into the game. Oh, spicy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, a, that is an extremely unpopular <laughs> opinion. And Very I unpopular as well. But I agree too. Like, okay, so don't get me wrong. I hate getting chain CC'd, and I don't think anybody enjoys chain CC'd. But how many times were you chain CC'd in Overwatch One? Like, do you, can you tell me how many times? There was probably. I mean, I didn't really suffer too much from it. I mean, yeah, there were moments on stream and everything where I'd be like, "Oh man, this sucks," blah blah blah, but. But yeah, it wasn't every day, game. I wasn't like, man, you should really nerf it, right? I was just right. like, man, you should change it or do something else. Or I mean, well, they could have just. To, to be honest, it, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Like the duration more... could have just been tuned down, right? Or something. They didn't have to remove. Yeah, yeah. they didn't have to remove it. Yeah. I feel it was more a bigger deal towards tank players because True. they would just kind of stand there. But same time, Overwatch One, you had the extra tank, mm -hmm. so. Ryan Zarya was super strong for Overwatch for Overwatch One. And then it was Roadhog and Zarya, which is, you know, still a weird mix, but it kinda works. But people complain about it, but there's always a way to overwork and use heroes to help support you or, you know, whatever that you need. And we have Kirko's cleanse now, right? So CC is even weaker. So it, like thinking about it right now, if we had all the CCs there, and then we have Kirko cleansed. Are CCs even an issue? She can just cleanse you out of it, man. Like nope, nope. Like thinking point, about not it, not really. You know, they, and, that, yeah. So go ahead. So like you no, said, introducing new characters. Issue. Yeah, but all that was negated by one new character. Like Raven was saying, if they would have just came out with someone who had an ability, like Susan, come out with new content. Oh my god, what oh a my concept! Gosh. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, I, I I think you're so right on that point. That like, if you would have just came up with someone who had something to deal with the CC, so make it less annoying. And that's literally all you had to do. Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I, that's a wonderful point. I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, I think CCs would add a lot of flavor. It feels DPS feels so weak and wonky at the moment. Yeah, weak wonky yeah, doesn't. Yeah, just not wasn't them, yeah. really CC strong because of two CP maps and because of the goat meta that was happening with Brigida, Lucio, they were all Ryan, the Zarya. Yeah. Yes, I yep. mean May could like literally freeze the whole team, and like you know Junkrat was sitting in two CP choke points, and literally everything you just said is so correct. The things that made mm -hmm. him strong, two CP, no yep. longer is even in the game, and now we're you know like. What is it? Stun wouldn't even matter too much right now because you're not holding a choke. You walk through yeah, chokes. No, and... not at all. Flashbang me, dude. I don't care. I can still walk through this choke. Honestly, if May still had her freeze from Overwatch 1 with her main, main ability, it would be so much of a benefit towards people on push maps. You would oh, yeah. see more May and you would see less Sojourn, and less Junkrat on push maps. Yeah, all the all the dive heavy characters would be less annoying if you had yep. flashback. Like Tracer, I don't I so me being a, a Tracer player, I will tell you how little McCree bothers me. Like none. His little yeah, sticky grenade, you, you, I recall. You can flash away from it, you know. I literally just recall. Like if so with stun with that flashbang, I couldn't. I was I couldn't move so he could actually kill me. I don't know how many yep. times I've killed McCree now because he has a Simtex that I can recall out of. Mhm. Mm 
you know. Yeah, I mean, same thing with Reaper, right? Reaper, yeah. like, Cassidy was a good, you know, one to use because literally you would just E, you would stun either Reaper or Tracer out and then headshot them and then, you know, get rid of them, right? And that was an easy DPS kill. And that was a good counter versus, you know, uh, Reaper and Tracer. It, it feels like a lot of characters lost their rock, paper, scissors ability. And some people may not find that fun, but I feel like some characters should be rock, paper, scissors, right? Because it gives you that initiative to change your character, right? Change your character, not be, you know, one single character, which the Overwatch community still doesn't understand about. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of give gave that rock, paper, scissors to where you could actually choose what character to go against and you could actually influence the game. Whereas, you know, now it's just like, all right, well, this is boring. All right, cool. If I don't one shot them in the head, then I guess I don't get a kill. It's kind of a right. vanilla watch. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, I guess I'm going to try to loop us back into over, like the season two with the the patch notes that came out and Junker Queen is now kind of viable. What do you think about her and her? They buffed her quite a bit. Um, Carnage's cooldown was reduced by two seconds. Uh, so when you hit multiple targets, she can almost get it instantly back. Is that right? Like if she swings her axe now and hits more than one target, she can almost immediately have that again. Kind of like a Genji reset. I know currently. I know currently her carnage is kind of broken because if she hits certain railings, it will not even like affect the cooldown. So I'm curious if they're gonna uh, fix that or you know leave it in as a uh, an indie game bug per se. Mm, okay, like secret tech or something, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I love. I love Junker Queen, and I think she's a fun character. And the, whenever they nerfed her t into like the Oblivion, um, it was sad because I wanted to play her, and people wanted to play her. And now that she's finally back and viable, I'm kind of excited, you know? Like, ah. Um, well, see, I wanted to play her and have a lot of fun with her, and then they nerfed her into the ground. I'm yeah. like, bro, you just tank swap. Mm -hmm. Like, that's mm -hmm. all you got to do is just tank swap and deal with her. Like, easy peasy. There's no reason to sit there and, and nerf her into the ground. There was She wasn't that character that I'm like, oh my god, Junker Queen. It's just like, all right, cool, but what character can beat her, right? Yeah, she had, uh, I mean, she had a lot of... That was all unnecessary. She had a yeah, lot of better she, tanks that were, that were beating she her. She was mainly made to also counter Roadhog, and they, you know, they uh, nerfed her, and then they buffed Roadhog. Like, where's the yeah, balance that, in that? Yeah, yeah they, there, they, there was no balance in that. And see, that's one of the things that I love you know, dunking on Roadhog players because they're like, oh, well, I'll just play Roadhog. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. You're not going to play Roadhog. But I'll play on. Yeah, exactly. Like, like bring it. And then, and then they're like, well, I have a Kiriko. And they're like, but I have a Junker Queen. <laughs> yep. Let's yep. go. <laughs> like every single time that I see a Roadhog and I swap to Ana, I'm like, well, let's see how many times I can sleep and nade you because yeah. I hate this tank so much because he's so strong right now. Yeah, he's so gigabusted. It's annoying. He's a uh, he's a he's a design concept that needs to be so reworked somehow. And so don't much. ask me how; I have no idea. So much, yeah. I was actually playing some of the competitive uh, capture the flag, and I saw a roadhog heal himself from one side of the map, capture the enemy flag, keep healing himself, and then get back to our point to capture the flag, 
And it's just like, this is how broken he is. And yep. he's, you know, he's going to be getting a, I think, a rework here shortly. But, you yeah. know. Yeah, they, so I, I heard in one of uh, Emong and Flat's uh, streams, the developer, I think it was Alec Dawson or something, he was saying, yeah, we're definitely going to rework them. But it's, why wait? So they, they were saying, you know, like they want to do this hot fix before the holidays. I remember hearing that. And I'm like, dude, hot fix hog now. So we're not worrying about him just being a flank, a flanking health pool for the rest of the holidays, which he's been all holiday. And uh, like you said, they're going to rework him. But man, why wait on it? You know, um, or at least, you know, while he's being reworked on, at least give him a nerf to his hook or his his weapon or his healing or healing. something just, so that we just can... destroy his health yeah yeah exactly god bring him down yeah, to 600 I, I wouldn't say don't destroy his health just nerf well, his healing nerf, that too nerf yeah his breathing solve the entire thing i'm i'm good with both like either both <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm on the i'm on the nerf hog into oblivion forever train i mean that that's that's completely understandable yeah. i mean i i understand I just that like i mean him. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't. Yeah. He's a he was a good off tank in Overwatch One. Right? He was great as an off tank, yes, because you had but another tank to deal with. He is not a main main tank, which yeah. was another thing with like Doomfist and everybody else. I'm like, he's an odd choice to have as main tank. This is gonna be weird. Yeah, it makes to me, to say he, the least. He was just like an actual DPS to me. He yeah. was just whatever someone wanted to play and go off and do whatever in the back line. Yeah, to me, it was like people who dodged DPS queues in Overwatch One went to Roadhog because you could you could skip the queue exactly. line and still play DPS. And now people see him as a main thing, and I'm like, nah, man, he's still Jesus. He's to help heavy health DPS, bro. But like, mm -hmm. I you know I I loved him in Overwatch One because you had another tank to deal with that guy. So yeah, I mean he would flank, but then your other tank would just go, okay, I'll come help. So it wasn't even a big issue. Now, man, it, his health pull is so hard to deal with. You, you know, you can sit there and just berate him with damage forever, and he just, it feels like he's never going to die. Yup. Unless you got I Ana, right? There. Unless you got yep. someone. Unless you got Ana. You gotta, you, it's almost like a have to. Um, so I'm looking at one of the, the recent updates for Season 2, and Brigitte went to 300 health. 300? Yeah, on her uh, on her barrier shield. I don't think I've got to play this yet, but what do you think about that? Uh... It'd be situational. I haven't really. I don't feel as though Brigitte heals as much, so I don't necessarily play her as much as I used to. Okay. Any thoughts on a GT? I also that feel as well health. with Brigitte. Uh, when you have her on your team, you actually your other support has to actually support her as well to play with her. And I feel like she's just in a weird spot. I would also, I mean, I, I haven't played the new update, right? You know, shame on me. No, 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 right? So I'm not going to give my opinion on it. Um, But yeah, I don't, she's in a really, she's also one of those niche characters that was made for the 2v2 tank meta, right? And now that the 2v2 tank meta is gone, you're you're getting into the whole point of well, what do I do with her, right? And mm -hmm. I feel that's another issue the Overwatch team is facing as well with this is, you know, they wanted to change all this other stuff and they just don't realize the consequences of what they were gonna do with all their characters, right? Yeah. Whenever they did it, and now you have all these characters and the meta is weird, like it, it just doesn't you know mesh. It's just like, 
well, now what do I do? Yeah, yeah, with you know, Brigitte, yeah. she's just kind of there. It's like, yeah, you like, can pick her. She doesn't her, but... really, to be honest with you, like I said, you know, earlier in this video and in the other one, she doesn't really contribute to anything. She's a very niche situation, you know, use, right? And then you have low stats of players playing her. And then, you know, if they're going to go, you know, changing mechanics off of playtime and everything, it's like, all right, well, you have this character that, you know, you came out with a while ago. And now you're going to be basing your changes off of playtime. Well, I guess Brigitte is never going to get changed because she'll have zero playtime. I, I mean, that's, that's just me, though. Mm -hmm. So. Well, it's weird that you mentioned playtime because a lot of heroes, buffs, and nerfs has been because of the hero pick. So, you know, Genji was getting picked a lot. Sojourn's getting picked a lot. And then they nerfed the both of them because of the high pick rate and they want people to play more heroes but it's hard when you have heroes that are being reworked and not getting that full attention towards their kit it really feels like we're still playing the beta it really it it, yeah it's pretty like pretty much does yeah, like I, let's just call it, let's yeah. just call it out how, how it is we we are literally playing a beta it's, it is. it's as if they started to make changes when and they they started looking at things in real great depth and then they just went well never mind we'll we'll stop there you know we well, won't fix all of it we'll just fix some of it we'll just we'll just you know throw it into another game and then let our players test base it and then we'll just milk it out for however long we can mm -hmm. yep no i i 100% agree i 100% yeah. agree you, you, i think you've nailed it on the head it feels very unfinished very unpolished yep and that's why a lot of people hate the game because we're literally playing a beta and Blizzard is trying to, you know, do this and that and do this and that. And it's just like, bruh, why, why didn't you actually just listen to your community? And, you know, there, there is, you know, I guess once we get towards the end of the video, I want to bring something up and I don't want to get y'all's opinion on it. It's more of a question that I have that that's kind of like a special bonus, right? Okay, for sure. Definitely. I mean, so we're almost, I'm, I think we're rounding up the very end of the video pretty close to it. I did want to touch on the battle for Olympus, the event that we're having. To kind of, I know, I think me and GT talked about it last time. So I have my own opinions about yeah, that. Yeah, what, what do you think about that, Raven? <laughs> oh, no. So I like the idea, but the issue is to earn the Pacific Challenge titles for that event, you actually have to buy the Battle Pass and you have to buy the skins to wear the skin on that hero, get like, what, 300 plus uh kills whatever on reinhardt uh widowmaker i think it's uh saria i think maybe i don't know but you have to buy that skin and then wear it on that hero and if you can't afford the battle pass or you don't have it then you can't have access to that title so you want to promote the fomo you you're gonna miss out if you don't do, you know like that yep. kind of, oh man okay like I looked at it and I was like, oh, I wanna I wanna get the title, but I can't because I don't have the battle pass. Mm. And I'm one of the players where I don't want to encourage certain things on the battle pass, so I just don't you know, I just don't use it. Fair enough. Um, so let's look at the mythic skin for is it Junker Queen? Uh, and... I think it was Junker Queen. Yeah, Junker Queen got the mythic skin. And it's a really cool skin. Don't get me wrong. I really like Junker Queen. But I also feel like they missed the like an ideal character they could have chosen for Season 2's 
Mythic Skin. If you could give me your best guess on Season 3, what do you think we're going to see for Mythic Skin? Because we're not getting a new character. It might be it might be a support skin. Okay. Or it might be a tank. We we will see. Yeah, so far we've had DPS and tank. So you think supports next in line? Mm-hmm. It should yeah, be next in line. I'm and what I'm do you bet you do too? Probably support. Support. You're in support too? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah oh, man, this is tough. I would I would love to see a diva mythic skin or a mercy diva, like a mercy mythic skin. Those are my two wishes, because I want. I know we have huge, huge popular player bases for both of those characters, and I would love to see them get something. So yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's a good show. Okay. Okay, so if you, uh, if you want to bring up your bonus question now or after we do the grading for the season. Uh, I'll bring up the bonus question after we do the grading for the season. Okay, so <clears throat> let's get your overall happiness for season two. If you could put it into a number. I would um, still have to say 4.5. Yeah, I would <laughs> so say sticking I with the same. raise mine point yeah. five, uh, because I've got a really sick hand at the card table right now. I'm going to raise it to 4.5. Dang, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They get that point five bonus for me because you know why not, right? Okay. But yeah, I still feel that there's just certain things during quick play and comp that need to be fixed. Like, for instance, between Overwatch One, Overwatch Two, with comp, I feel that it's gotten more toxic. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, actually a good good point because it'll go into my question. I would have to say that <laughs> with, with the increased toxicity I've been seeing lately, and it's just it's so bad lately. I, I've I've kind of lost a little faith in that defense matrix, whatever the hell it was called, <clears throat> the thing that we like we got shown that was supposed to keep out all the bad. Um, yep. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the amount of times that I join games or you know whatever, and people look at my battle tag, you know, not your GF and. They say, well, you're you're a female, so go into the kitchen and basically cook for me, whatever. It's just, it's crazy. It's got to be infuriating. Oh, yeah. Or even me and, you know, uh, GT here, we have matching battle tags and people go ballistic over it. Yeah, and the, and the fact that they're doing this just, it's... It's crazy to think that they haven't been banned yet because I know they're abusive in chat, right? Saying things like that. And you know people hear it and see it and why like, why haven't they been banned yet? So, and, and to kind of segue off of this, the report system, I know we touched on it just a tiny bit last time, but do you feel like the report system is kind of not doing anything? So with the amount of reports that I have done for season one and season two, mm -hmm. um, I feel as though there is something being done about it uh more so for the voice chat reports but for the reports of the consistent hacking and cheating uh not necessarily okay do you think reporting is doing a good job gt nope <laughs> why do you say that uh the main reason why and the whole issue with this is uh you went free to play you will always have people come in and uh make new accounts and you will continue to make them unless blizzard starts doing hardware or ip bands yep exactly that's and there's no way to get rid of them 
and yeah. you're you're literally in this infinite toxic loop and i feel like that's a you know that's another reason why the game's gotten even more and more toxic is you gave people an out right and you made it to where you know there is no consequence for getting banned right mm-hmm. most of the time banned accounts aren't their main account and they're not going to talk crap on their main account because they don't want to lose their stuff right there's that consequence of their time and effort completely went into the game and they don't want to lose it and then as soon as you do you know free to play and you have this really gimmicky like here you can make unlimited you know overwatch accounts with uh you know your email address yep. easy yeah <clears throat> and I, I... it it definitely doesn't help it at all i've had um you know younger um people who also enjoy the game as well i've had them had me had you know call me certain names that i won't see on the stream um but it's just crazy because they're like, oh, well, I'll catch a ban and just make a new account. Like, there's no disciplinary action towards you saying those certain words. And yet, it also brings up the topic of, well, they want to ban the word diff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yet, you know, they can say other words which are much, much, much more worse than diff. Yeah, there's a lot. away with it. Yep, they can say words that will force his streamer to restart his stream or delete his VOD, and they get nothing done to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep, I've seen 100%. so much stuff in it, and it's just more and more every day. And, like, I think GT said it so, so well, is that you're bringing in people that know there's no repercussion, because the second they get banned, they just start up another free account, and and like, what's what's the point in having a report system if it's not gonna? Like, yeah, I guess it's working. Like you said, it's working, but it's not working because it's it's working in the fact that it does probably ban them. But we see them the next week, and they still say the same ugly, horrible, bad, tasteless, toxic, vulgar crap we saw the last week. You know, so like, what's the point? Yep. Yeah. It wow. makes you kind of almost want to go play a different game just to get away from it because it's just been getting so bad. Yep. You literally created a Valorant 2.0 that is even more toxic or as toxic as Valorant. Very much so. So let's let's hear this bonus question. All right. So, you know, I wanted to do kind of a interesting take, right? And this is for us, you know, chat everybody that is, you know, watching the... Uh, the the video right now and i i thought this would be a really good bonus question because it's just it's not something we really consider right we consider developers like not listening to us or anything like that you know we we say all this and that but have we considered that the developers themselves are toxic and the reason why i want to bring this up right is there was a video that was just released with the uh witcher right where they had all the witcher issues with uh you know with uh henry uh carvel or Caspel. sorry i'm probably butchering his name yeah henry, but basically henry uh basically you know he was wanting to do you know all these you know add in some of these really cool you know scenes and keep to the lore of witcher and all this other stuff and then the showrunners have butchered you know the witcher and it's all terrible now and there's actually a YouTube video that I saw that's like, you know, the Netflix producers for that show were the toxic ones, not not the community. And it also begs the question, 
are fan bases really that toxic to something they love, right? Do y'all so l- let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think Blizzard has turned into a toxic uh company that just doesn't care about its community and wants to get away with what it can because it's backed by, you know, you know, millions and billions of dollars. Oh, I love that question. Do you, do you want me to go first or Raven? Uh, uh, you can go first. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. First. So and I, I have a really uh, spicy hot take on this and I'm going to say yes. Incredibly yes. Uh, and my reasoning for this is that I think that they have agendas and bias just like we do, right? So not I try to think of things in a very unbiased way, you know, like even if I don't like it, is it still logical and still, should, should I still do that thing, right? Um, so I'm... But I also, at the end of the day, have my preferences, but I try not to think in terms of what I like the most. If I was a game maker, I wouldn't make the game in terms of what I enjoy, but like the most people enjoy, right? But it seems like that Overwatch was developed by, it was developed in a way to make it toxic on purpose. Like Bastion, if you look at Bastion, that character is just a tilt character. And I remember seeing this this uh, video of Jeff Kaplan and someone said like, you know, I think it was the interviewer actually asked him like, hey, can you delete Bastion? And he went, just because you asked me to delete him, I'm going to make him stronger. That alone like, is proof in the pudding that they were just, you know, like, I think they do kind of make things to piss people off. And not even like maybe not piss people off, but to kind of get under your skin. And if you want them to change, they kind of hesitate in changing them because they maybe it's like a a sick, weird thing that they enjoy you suffering sometimes, you know, maybe I, I, and I can't even, you know, like there are very challenging games that make you suffer. What is it? Dark souls or, or there's a very difficult Elden game. Ring. There are yeah, very Elden difficult Ring. games that make you suffer and they know that people will go through them because they're challenging. So maybe the thought press process isn't necessarily like, I want these people to hate my game, but I'm going to make it so tough or so infuriating that they just keep playing you know, like festers up emotions. And so there may be, you may be onto something with that whole, like, are the devs toxic? Because in, in the, the full result of it, there are very many characters in the game, like Torb and Sim and things that just like eat away at your happiness inside the game. Roadhog. Like you have to be semi-toxic to make Roadhog. So I I think you're right. But, but more on, more on so of like, uh, you know, letting, you know, basically saying that the, the, the devs are the toxic ones here because they're yeah. not listening to their community. Well, okay. So I, I think, oh, I don't think they wanted to change Sojourn. So yeah, I think they are the toxic ones. I, they literally tried to, they tried to bend Sojourn in a way to where she was still just as strong with her, with her ultimate. Remember, like we asked yep. for the nerf and they went, okay, but we'll make her stro- her ult stronger, which literally makes her just as the same yeah, it's thing. like you literally did exactly what you, we said not to do. You literally, right? so right then and there, it's kind of like, do they really want to appease us at all or help us like enjoy the game? It was interesting because it was, I believe it was Flats and Emong that are trying to make a change towards Sojourn. And they were talking to devs and other people working on the game. And there was a specific video where Flats is actually reading the changes towards Sojourn. And Flats basically said they're just gaslighting us because they say that they're listening when they're close you know they're not yep yeah and maybe they think they're they know more or and also on the other hand maybe they like it like that right yeah because maybe they play maybe they play sojourn yeah and you there's never know. a point to where you know fandom 
in itself can be good and then sometimes it can turn toxic itself but i think that the current devs or you know upper development whatever you want to call them management i think there's a point where there could be a circle of possible toxicity in that itself because they just want to see more of people purchasing battle passes and them playing the game and not really caring towards the community itself it's all about that money it it, is so we've in my opinion we we've entered the age of you know eh, we'll make games somewhat fun to where we can retain some of the player base but it's all about the money at the end of the day and uh, you know i can understand to agree that you need money to keep people funded to keep the games coming out but whenever you sit there and you know the corporate corporations have basically told you hey you know you need to do this and that and we need to hit these margins like once corporation and and once corporate took over it, it made games not fun like once they started putting marketing people in positions that they didn't need to be in and you know i'm not gonna say no offense because if you are in marketing or stuff like that and you're just out for the money and you get greedy you don't need to be in any sort of game team you just need to be a marketer and you're basically just you know you you will follow the nerds and those amazing people that have actually you know made the game fun and you will help market it out and nothing more in my opinion some very good points i would say you know once the paywall started coming into video games it made it less fun yep yeah because nowadays what video game besides free ones that you get off steam right everyone you have to pay for something in game for an item or a skin or something it's not like free anymore really yeah no mm-hmm. not really there was the argument to you where uh loot boxes you know quote unquote were a form of gambling yeah but i didn't personally see it that way i just saw it as something to work towards it was something to work towards it wasn't it wasn't gambling like you could probably say that the idea was but at the end of the day if you're not spending money money on it is it really causing any harm yeah, yeah. exactly like you can have you can have a stream opening you know of like a thousand loot boxes and you can put money into that for skins or emotes or whatever and it's basically the same thing as a battle pass yep. yeah 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 i'm not i'm not entirely sold on the gambling motion myself Mm-hmm. like you're saying it's pretty much a battle pass but this way yeah, the randomizing the battle pass and giving it to you in a pretty little loot box is that really gambling you know what you're gonna get it's all included right same thing it, it, it's just a different form of payment you paid for the battle pass which has those characters those skins but you paid for the loot box which has those characters those skins is it any different the only difference is the little loot box animation yeah that's the only difference yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. All right, so to to end the 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 discussion on I would love to hear your wishes for season 3. What it, like put them out there. Let's hear it. What are you wishing for? Well, definitely uh changes towards the ranking system. Please, you know, start listening and actually fixing it because there's so many people who want to play competitive and they're just kind of stuck where they are because things aren't moving forward. For sure. I would also say, um, you know, 
please listen to your community, right? Like, I, I please, they are not here to try to tell you how to, con you know, constantly make your game right. They are your dedicated players that play your game in and out, in and out, right? And to be honest, you know, for season three, more dev feedback and actually doing changes that the community said should happen, that the pros said should happen, and then an overall better ranking experience. Like, take a note out of StarCraft 2. Look at, look at how that whole UI system was freaking fantastic, and it looked great. And, you know, make, make there a difference. Give players rewards to want to play the game. You know, and I, I, I that's that's what I want to see for for season three going forward. Some really great things. Me personally, my wish list is, dear God, give me some progression. Please make <laughs> me feel like I have a reason for playing your game. Okay, besides the battle pass, because people, I I finished that weeks 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 ago, and I have nothing to do, and it feels like I'm just wasting my time in your video game. So please give me some reason to log in, some form of progression, bring cards back, something that makes me feel like I've done something in the game to to achieve something. I just need it, right? I need a reason, motivation. They used yep. to actually have a thing too for Overwatch 1 where for one week you could play so many games, get so many wins, and you could unlock skins and emotes and whatever. They should honestly bring that back when the battle pass is done for like you know the season oh i agree completely yeah it, like at the end of the at the end of the season let us do that what was it you yeah. win three you get a, a not even a loot box but just something like a scan or an emote or a voice line yeah exactly and because yeah. right now they just have them inside of twitch drops yeah what, which is you know it it's still good because it it gives uh an on-site onto uh different players that play the game as well but you know it gives something to towards besides sitting there for four hours inside of someone's stream. Yeah. yeah. I remember my whole reason for logging on for the week was got to get those three loot boxes. Like it was an actual real yeah, reason to log yeah. on. I'm not I had to lying. play arcade to get those wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was I mean, very drawing. Honestly, honestly, like they could go back and re in incorporate those decisions. And in all honesty, yeah, it might be a pain, but do you want people to actually enjoy your game? Do you want people to actually make YouTube videos that are, you know, saying your game is amazing again, right? Like, you're, you're going to just, you know, it's not going to work. And see, this is why I feel the people in marketing and the people that actually, you know, uh, ship games out, right? The corporate people, they have no understanding and they have no way to understand what a gamer feels about a game. And they have, a, you know, these other gamers that try to make, you know, they they try to give the decisions on, on how everybody feels and they just no. De demarketize and de you know capitalize video games and put it back into the power of, you know, players, right? And let the players and let the, you know, actual, you know, video game lovers make the games and and, and, and do what they need to do, right? To make the games fun again. Hashtag make games great again. <laughs> hashtag gamers know what they like and know what is fun let us let us help you yep yeah so intriguing so, that was such an intriguing thought sorry i know as well that they did a thing with butterfinger as well and i think it was if you bought like 10 bars or something you had a chance of getting a code for a skin like that's you know cool as well there being the support system for the game but still give us you know 
we just don't want to sit around and eat candy bars all day just for our skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, give give players an actual incentive to actually get something. Oh yeah, yeah buying that, that, well buying buying a candy bar doesn't make me log on. You're right. So like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's yeah. A wonderful point. Thank you for for bringing it up. Uh, so I know we're all busy people. I know you all have things to do, streams to do, games to play. And I want to thank both of you so much from the very bottom of my heart for joining me and discussing all these seasons, betas, changes, patch notes, for letting me waste hours of your life. I know they're precious. Uh, and I would love to thank anyone who joined us and sat around and listened to us yammer on about Overwatch for this long. Y'all are our real ones, and I appreciate every second y'all spent with us. And hopefully we can do something like this again. Agreed, 100%. Thanks awesome. for uh, having me back again. That's yeah, great. Sounds good. Great for you to be here. Great to see you, Raven. And, well, uh, uh, we'll definitely have to, you know, not make a recording at 5 a.m. in the morning, but, you know. Probably not the best time, <laughs> but... <yeah. laughs> but, all right, this has been Raven, GT and Raven, and we'll catch you later. Later. Yeah, later. <laughs>